Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is Friday, June 19, 2020. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else, but stick around. You might learn something new. Happy Friday, bitches. <laughs> What's going on, man? I'm on schedule. I'm right on time. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm trying to be consistent with the podcast once again. How's everyone doing? How are you all? Uh, what did I do today? I just finished watching Jumanji 2, Jumanji, uh, the next level. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't like the first movie. I really liked this movie because I feel like Kevin Hart was actually funny in this movie. The Rock was alright. The other characters were pretty good too. It's a, it's a good movie. Jumanji, the next level. But you kind of have to watch the first one to kind of understand, like, the other jokes. So, I guess that warrants a view, of viewing it. But I didn't really like the first Jum. I mean, the first of the the Jumanji with The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black and The Bay, Karen Gillan. Oh, she's so hot! Oh my god. I also, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't put two and two together. I also realized that she also, like, watching this movie, I was like, oh, she's a great action star. She did play Nebula. Oh, nga, Nebula palasa. So Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers, etc., etc. Yeah, man. Uh, I also told you that I was going to tell you about the movie that I, I watched on Tuesday, King of Staten Island. It's really good. It's a Judd Apatow movie. And if you've ever watched any Judd Apatow movie, so you've probably seen either 40-Year-Old Virgin or Knocked Up or Trainwreck. I think that it is a darker Knocked Up. It's like Knocked Up, but darker. Pete Davidson is in it. It's got Bill Burr, one of my favorite comedians of all time, Bill Burr, who has a fantastic podcast called The Monday Morning Podcast, which you should check out as well. Uh, yeah, King of Staten Island. It, it, you know, the thing about that movie is that it, it tackles, I don't know if it's, is it depression or, or I'm not sure. It, it tackles like a, uh, mental, mental disease or mental disorder. I don't know what the term is. Okay. It's like anxiety. This guy, Pete Davidson's character, has a lot. Of, he has like a mental disorder. He's got anxiety. He's kind of an asshole. But it's a good. It's a good movie. I really enjoyed. It. Surprisingly, because honestly, I don't really like Pete Davidson. He kind of annoys me in other things. His stand up, I don't find it that funny. But he was good in this movie, and the movie as a whole was really good. So please check it out. How do you watch it? You know find a way it's not on netflix <laughs> jumanji the next level is though it is on netflix what did i want to share with you today the the biggest topic on my mind is the my fucking electric bill jesus christ meralco it's a monopoly right right is there any other power supply besides meralco no right so if meralco is going to charge you five thousand pesos more just to keep your electricity on, you really don't have a choice, right? What choice do you have? You're gonna live in, you're gonna live, you know, like an Amish person with no electricity, 
nothing against Amish people. I'm just saying that lifestyle would suck. No electricity. I mean, I guess you could have like hydro powered stuff, but then, I mean, do they even do that? Does my Nilad have like a hydro powered blah, blah, blah? Solar power shit. I don't even know how that works. I mean, it'd be cool to have that, but I, I wish, I, I don't know how that would work, especially here in my, in my condo. So yeah, my Miralco build came out. I was shook. I was shooketh. So normally, my monthly bill is like one five between one. Okay, sometimes it goes as low as six hundred pesos. No joke. But uh, if I'm gonna be you know realistic, it goes between one thousand five hundred pesos to around maybe tops two thousand one hundred pesos per month. So you know because of the whole COVID nineteen pandemic, Meralco said that they were gonna kind of average your last bills, and that would that's what they would charge you for. March and April, at least until the quarantine ended. So March, ah, sorry, April, May, April and May, they they gave me a rough estimate based on my, you know, my consumption in the past. So my April bill was like eight hundred, my May bill was like one thousand two hundred. Fair game, uh, but then the you know the GCQ kind of happened. So Maralco is like, fuck this, we're gonna bill you your actual bill now. So what they did was they took the meter reading. Well, I think they say it's the meter reading, and they charged me based on that. And my fucking bill came out to like 13,000 pesos. 13,000 over the last three months. Now, doing the math, you know, divide that shit by three, three, six, nine. That's like 4,000 something, right? 4,000 whatever, 200 pesos per month, which is more than double of what my, my normal electric bill is. Now, granted, so on the, you know, at first I was like, I was really shook. And then I kind of, I had to kind of maybe justify it because I have been at home the whole time. You know, I don't leave. My aircon has been on a little bit longer, but I swear, I swear it's not double the usage. I don't think my Xbox and TV consume that much electricity. Maybe, could that be it? I don't think it warrants a 200 plus percent increase. Now, I thought I was the only one experiencing this. Um, but then I checked on Twitter and it seems like there is, it's something that is bothering a lot of people. Now, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to complain about Meralco. You know, if I, if I really use that much, fine. I mean, I actually, I just, I just paid that shit. All right. I paid it on my credit card. Uh, there was an option to, uh, Meralco is giving, uh, people either a six month or a four month payment plan. Like you can, an interest free payment plan. If you want to do it that way, I said, fuck it. I'll just pay it in, in full because, uh, you know, I, I don't like that. That shit stresses me out. I don't like paying in installments because I just want to kind of get over it because then I know how much money I really have in my hand. But damn, dude, I was like, holy shit. I, I cannot believe I used that much electricity. So that really threw a, a screw up in my my budgeting because I budget for the year. So I I budgeted already like my association dues I budgeted for the year I uh, my my water bill for example my electricity I budgeted for the year like I set aside money for it for the year so now I have to work that out what what I'm going to do since I do have a budget for the year every time I subtract now from my gas budget because I haven't been driving so any any excess costs that you know on any un, unexpected expenditures let like this fucking junk Meralco bill <laughs> I take for my gas money now. Are there any other unexpected costs that I've had? Uh, I've had to pay my accountant at the Mitch. I know you don't listen to this, but shout out 
to Ate Mitch, who charges me monthly. <laughs> I I worked out a deal with her where I pay her in full for the year, so I get a little bit of a discount. Yeah, I mean, I have an accountant, which is weird, right? I guess that's one of the more adult things that I've ever done in my life. I have a fucking accountant because I know in the states, I you know, I was paying taxes and stuff, but I really had no idea what I was doing. So Ate Mitch actually really does help me with like, you know, kapatid, she calls me kapatid, kapatid. Nasaan yung ano, booklet mo, the booklet with, you know, with your BIR shit when you get, because I'm a freelance, I'm a, I'm a non-vat freelance talent or what, I don't know what my designation is, but under the, you know, the tax bracket, I have to have a receipt when I do my hostings and stuff. So, she's like, kapatid, nasaan yung booklet mo, kapatid, kailangan natin mag-file, blah, blah, blah. So she may, she pretty much makes sure she pretty much makes sure that I don't get arrested, you know, like the senators out there that uh, are corrupt. <laughs> you know, you know the dictators that somehow stole money and got away with it. She makes sure that I can get away with it too. I mean, legally, in my case. <laughs> I've also been watching a lot of. Um, Hassan Minhaj. Hassan Minhaj. Uh, what the fuck's the name of that show? God damn it. His show, man. It's like the daily show, but I know. Oh my God. JC Devis, you're so bad with Hassan Minhaj. It's called, what's the name of that freaking show, dude? Patriot Act. Yeah. The Patriot Act with Hassan Minhaj. It's on Netflix. It's really good. It's like a very woke show that kind of, it's just him. He hosts by himself and he kind of brings up infographics and statistics and he just points out like the glaringly obvious flaws in a lot of the things that we lived through. I really liked his, uh, his, his episode on college. There's a, the most recent one is actually about college during this pandemic. Is college even worth it? There are a lot of fair points there actually. Because, you know, I, I think I've said it on the Halala show and, and here it's a privileged thing, right? Like, People who say that, you know, you don't really need to go to college. Usually they have, they're from privilege or they're already wealthy. And I think I made that point kind of before, like, you know, college, I didn't really learn that much in college, but not having a college degree kind of sets you up at a disadvantage. So you're really going to college. I mean, based on what I understood from his thing and based on my personal uh, beliefs as well, you're going to college to, to run in the rat race. Kailangan mo lang pumunta eh. Kasi pagkatapos nun, you're, you can do, you can, you're, you've put yourself at an advantage. Especially here in the Philippines. I mean, I don't think you can even work at any of the big major corporations without a college degree. So, even if you, like, don't learn anything in college, if you get that degree, you, you have an advantage. And I, and that's what he's trying to say. Like, you know, you don't really, uh, I don't know. I, maybe I misunderstood, but that's just how I think it, I interpreted it. Also, he talked about teachers and how teachers who aren't tenured, uh, apparently they're called adjunct, A-D-J-U-N-C-T, adjunct professors. Uh, they, they get paid like shit. And, you know, I've, I've noticed that in the U.S. that I remember even when I was going to school there, like the teachers were, are really super underpaid. I mean, they are the ones that are crafting the minds of the people and they're being fucked over. So we should pay them. Oh, now let's move on. Speaking of paying shit, right? Uh, I was on Twitter again. Oh, look, a cute cat. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm on Twitter. Um, 
uh, apparently there's been a, some hullabaloo or what's the term? Hoopla, hoopla. That is that a, is that the right word? Hoopla, H O O P L A. What does hoopla mean? Let's Google it. Hoopla, hoopla means hoopla definition. Come on, baby, give me the definition. Hoopla, excitement surrounding an invite an event or situation. Okay, maybe it's not excite excitement. Uh, it's a, it's more negative. Um. The when in Manila, the the publication, they're getting a lot of uh, backlash online right now because they don't pay their writers. Like some of their writers that contribute, they don't pay their writers. So I wanted to sh- share my thoughts on that. Uh, should writers who voluntarily, by the way, voluntarily submit to when in Manila, should they get paid? Uh, you know, there is there is that there's that line, right? Like, yeah, I think yeah, because when in Manila, it's a publication online. So your bread and butter, right? Your the way you make money is through people reading the articles and shit on there. So, sh- yeah, you should give money to the people who write the articles because they help you gain traction. Uh, that being said, though, I remember I submitted some articles to Wen in Manila back in the day. I don't think they ever got published, but I was happy if it just got published because I thought it would, you know, boost my, you know, recognition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like I'd be able to, um, get more traction whatever i forgot what i was writing about but i was i think i was trying to start a blog way back in 2016 this was before i had any uh career or anything and i was trying to figure out what i could do in my life so um should it be mandatory to be paid Mm, that's a tough one if you're a full-time writer for the publication yeah because i think there is a tweet like part of the whole you know bevy of tweets out there that saying that they they hired when in manila hired this writer full-time and was paying them like eight thousand pesos a month for full-time like six articles a week see that to me that's that's abuse already that's already taking advantage of the situation but you know uh i don't know how the structure works but if i were to submit an article for example about hala hala show or podcasting in the philippines and i wanted it to kind of hit a spot where people who would read it would get more into podcasts and you know, the audience of Wendy Manila is pretty big, if I'm not mistaken. So I would do that shit for free. So that's, I guess that, I guess it's, it's a matter of like maybe signing a waiver or whatever. I don't know. I mean, how could they, how could you, how could you make that right? Because, like, you want to put something out there. Even if you don't want to get paid, do you demand to get paid? Or, I mean, even a minimum, maybe, maybe they could just make a minimum. Like, if we publish your shit, you'll get, 500 pesos or something like that i don't know man I, I was just it was just i'm just thinking out loud here do you guys have any thoughts on that all of you uh 50 listeners out there <laughs> um what was i gonna say i was gonna say something else oh another thing that trended on twitter you know i've never been but i've seen the pictures and i've been to like kubao expo and shit today x future the the bar is closing their doors and a lot of people are posting their stories and pictures from there. It's kind of a bummer because I've always really wanted to go there. I wanted to check it out. Like I, I, I've been invited a few times by some friends, but I kind of just never took the time to go. And it's kind of a bummer now that I don't have the opportunity to do so. Even CNN actually posted an article, CNN Philippines. Uh, let me look it up because there was, or maybe they posted an old article. Um, like about how bars are really essential in the in in community. Let's see. 
let me look that up. CNN Philippines bars are essential. Bars are essential. Let's see. Baby Google. A bar owner's thoughts. Is this the one? A bar owner's thoughts on the future of the night. Like this is from May 13, 2020. Uh, today's future uh, are businesses deemed as non-essential. Bars aren't the most ideal of places to practice social distancing. Uh, and with a decent consumption of alcohol, caution isn't top of mind. Very true. Very true. I actually, uh, on that note as well, I saw a tweet. Uh, in, it was a meme saying that in March, we had all had this fear of coronavirus um and we didn't we didn't want to do anything and now it's like we don't now in june oh no sorry we in in march our fear of coronavirus was at an all-time high and the number of cases was really low and now in june the cases are really high but our fear is that is is low like we're not afraid anymore <laughs> i don't know why uh anyway back to this article uh the last decade has been shaped by what we fondly called our future. Drenched in red light and loud sound, it was the kind of place... Oh, I should read it in a sexy voice. It was the kind of place where one would have to squeeze their way through endless handshakes and besos before they find their friends, where the dance floor is wet with sweat and beer spills. But no one cares. It was where everyone wore their hearts on their sleeves. Ooh! Are you a VO artist? Oh, by the way, I got a message on Instagram. I declined, though, because I'm not really a VO talent. Even though I've done some VOs, I don't think I'm worthy. Eat uh, Bulaga contacted me. I asked them if asked me if I could be part of their uh, Bawal Judgmental portion next Tuesday. Uh, I declined because I don't want to make a fool of myself because I'm not really a VO artist. You know, VO artists, they really they can do voices. They can modulate. I can't do that shit. I only have one voice, man. Moving on. Uh, it's been 59 days since we stopped operation. I think this is written by the owner, maybe? Anyway, uh, with the Labor Department announcing they are giving a one-time aid of 5,000 pesos, blah, 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 blah. We've exhausted our savings. Most of the time, our work, our bread and butter, is reduced to bisho lang yan. The affection we have towards what we all built, what we all worked, blood, sweat, and tears for shrunk into such... Yeah, because you know, when you think of bars, how often do you think of it as an essential place? Not, not really that often. But, but, uh, you know, from my understanding of this article, you know, a bar is a is a space, man. Where you, it's like, okay, let me just share my personal, not well, not with today X, because obviously I didn't go there. But I will tell you some of my fondest memories, even the ones where I got drunk and didn't remember, ironically, right? Didn't remember too much are some of the best memories of my life. Of my life. Thank you. Um, th- there is this bar in San Diego. I, I went to college in San Diego. So at my legal drinking age, I turned 21. I was living in San Diego. There's this place called PB Bar and Grill. I think I've shared this on the podcast at Halalo before, but I'm going to re- say this story again. Every Thursday night? Thursday night uh, was... It was Asian night. It was not, you know, they didn't promote it as Asian night. Obviously, they would get into a lot of trouble. But for whatever fucking reason, on Thursday nights at PB Bar and Grill in, in uh, you know, in Pacific Beach, that's what PB stands for, all the Asian Asians would go out there and, 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 and party and drink. And I met a lot of cool people there. I met a lot of girls over there. Actually, I remember another funny story, ironically. 
there was this hot girl that I'd always see there every Thursday. Never talked to her. I was too, I was, I don't know why I was too chicken probably to talk to her. And I found out that we went to the same school because I ran into her in a class and I ended up dating her for a little bit. That's a different story. That's a story for another time, friends. <laughs> but it's shit like that, man. You know, these bars, even though, here, let me read this part from the article. Bars are an essential part of life. We cultivate spaces of celebration, community, and growth. These artist times are this. I don't know what that means. I'm guessing difficult. These artist times are challenging this truth. But it's also reminded us to step back and reevaluate. Yeah, you know, you can read this article. Just Google CNN Philippines and type in... A Bar Owner's Thoughts on the Future of the Nightlife Industry. Written by Samantha Nicole. Sounds familiar. Samantha Nicole. Did we match on Bumble? No. Samantha Nicole. Is that... Is that Sam Warren? My girl Sam Warren? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um. Anyway. So yeah. PB Bar and Grill. See, that my fondest memories. I remember my, my first... That was the first bar I, I ever went to legally. Uh, but if we're talking about, you know, back in the day when I was in the Philippines, when I would vacation, when I was already legal because 18, blah, blah, blah. In Angeles City, there is a bar called Sax. If anyone's Kapampangan and lives in Angeles, S-A-X. It was this small place, body to body, like the coronavirus is like dream situation. If you're the coronavirus and you want to infect some people, you go to Sax, right? It's gone now. It's done. Actually, nightlife, I mean, like clubbing, because this was like a mini club. It was really, it was, I don't know the size, but I'm really bad with giving you like measurements. But let's say my place is 27 square meters. So it couldn't have been more than double this place. It was like, let's just say it was 60 to 70 square meters full of people, young people just dancing and talking and shit. Dude, some of the best memories from there, man. It was sax, say, say sax. And then there was, uh, you know, other memories I have of other bars. So many. Uh, here, here, I mean, even now, like at my, at my advanced age, <laughs> there, there are bar stories that I've had. Uh, you know, if you go to Poblacion, there's always a nice Poblacion. You probably have a nice Poblacion story. Of course, Walrus. I used to, you know, I, I kind of still kind of do part own Walrus, the bar in Katipunan and a lot of kids from Ateneo, UP, uh, Miriam, you know, they have their fond memories of, of, walrus and other bars along there you know the bars are i think they are essential maybe not now obviously not during this time of pandemic but i think i've changed i've my viewpoint on bars has kind of because of this today x future shit that i was looking into it made me really realize the the impact that a bar has especially today x future even though i've never been i know it's a big part of the lgbtq community it's known as a safe space uh, for for you know LGBTQ community, so losing something like that, that shit must hurt, right? Because I know when PB Bar and Grill closed, I hadn't been in years. All right? I actually heard of the news of its closure, maybe like two years after I stopped going, and I was really sad. I was like, man, this is. I wish you know, I wish people more people could experience what I experienced when I was going there, and I feel like the same would be for the Today X feature peeps. Like, uh, you know, you keep telling your friends like this bar is awesome. Or maybe you're telling your younger brother or sister, you know, and maybe they're 16. You're like, oh, in two years, boy, they're going to put to today. X, sobrang masaya dun, blah, blah, blah. And it's never going to happen. So, yeah, bars, I think, are essential to the human spirit, at least. All right? To the human spirit. So, 
yeah, those are my thoughts on on bars. Is that shit? What did I talk about? Oh, you know, Liza Soberano is tweeting right. Uh, is trending right now um, because of the Face app thing. Oh yeah, that's a that's a new thing right now. The Face app, like the boy into girl, girl into boy. You gotta be careful though because of that. Um, damn, Liza Soberano boy version is freaking guapo. Jesus, look at this. Go just go on Twitter. He looks like damn. He's hot. This is like a hot, I mean, Jesus. God damn. Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> um, the, another reason Liza is kind of trending is because she is an endorser for this company called Cookies by the Bucket. Cookies by the Bucket. And if you've listened to, oh, by the way, listen to Hala Hala Show. We, we posted, uh, this past Wednesday, Mix 73, if I'm not mistaken. And a big par- portion of that was the uh, Iha, 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 you know, the the tweet or the tweet about, what's his name? Tulfo, Ben Tulfo, and then Kaki or, um, uh, what's her name? Pangilinan, Frankie, Frankie P. So there's something going on with Cookies by the Bucket. So Kim Cruz, who actually uh, a, a friend of mine. I mean, we're you know we we know each other. We we work together on mix and we follow each other on social media and stuff. Um, she tweeted something about the co- uh, supposedly the owners or at least the 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 executives of Cookies by the Bucket would take the addresses and names of these you know these female influencers and pass them around and and send like lewd photos not lewd photos like they would send photos of let's say the girl uh, at least for Kim's case Kim posted a screenshot of this group chat or uh, where this guy sent a picture of Kim to the other guy and they were kind of you know binabastoshe damn man that's fucking wild jesus so cookies by the bucket so you can see right now they're if you go, if you Twitter cookies by the bucket, they are in some big trouble right now. So yeah, um, it's just, it's kind of, it's sad, man. Like, you need to, they need to like chill out, right? Like these these guys who post these. I mean, okay, so, you know, I, I've thought about this uh, and. Because, uh, for example, me and my cousin, me and my guy cousin, we send it, we send, send, we, we DM each other. We're like, you know, you go on Instagram and you can send a picture, you know, you can DM a picture to someone. Sometimes we'll stumble upon these really, like, really hot girls, really hot girls. And we would send it to each other. And we're like, dude, check her out. She's so hot. Now, I'm wondering, is that wrong? Uh, but obviously, we're not saying the shit that these fuckers are saying. These, these fuckers are saying, like, you know, I bet we could, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't, we don't say that. We just say, man, this girl's so cute. Or look at this video. She's so, she's so adorable. I mean, is that something that I should stop doing? Is that deemed, uh, disgusting behavior? Uh, like these cookies by the, the cookies by the bucket. It's not even a question. What they're doing is, is this is disgusting, right? But makes me wonder, should, should I stop, you know, uh, is it is it objectifying? It kind of is, right? I, I I don't. I mean, it sounds bad. I feel like I don't know. I, I, I is it? Am I admitting to objectifying? I mean, in a way, yeah. But does that make it different from like when girls send you know hot guy pictures to each other and say, "Girl, sis, I don't know. 
there must be a line, right? Is it where is there some sort of like rubric or code where I know like what I can or cannot do? Because sometimes I'm afraid. Sometimes I'm afraid. Like asking this question right now makes me kind of afraid. But it's also I, I feel like I'm being honest. I'm not hiding. Like I could have just said, "Oh, I've never done that. I've never sent pictures of. I mean, I've never forwarded you know a, a, a hot girl's profile to my cousin because I found her really hot and I think he would find her hot too." I don't want to be an. I don't want to be fake and shit. But at the same time, I also kind of want to know if if that's something I should stop doing. You know, you should let me know. Like if you know, as a as a as a, come at me as if you. I'm not an asshole, all right? Come at me as if I'm trying to really be open minded. Because you know, we see all these thirst posts like this girl's so hot, this guy is so hot. Should we stop that in general? Are we are we supposed to stop saying that? Because I don't know. Because of the whole ihao thing. Uh, you know, I've never had an issue with the way girls dress or the way sexy guys, for example, have go shirtless. I kind of make fun of the shirtless guys because I'm like, damn, you have, you're so hot. You can be shirtless, but you're kind of an asshole because you're being shirtless. But of course, for the girls, it's a different story. But I've never been like, oh, look at that girl. She's half naked. She should cover up. I've never said that. I've never said like, look at this girl. She's half naked. She deserves blah blah blah. Never, never, never. I've never said that shit. So I hope I, I hope I'm in the green here. I hope I'm not in like in the middle zone. I mean, okay. Here's a here's a little bit of a, I know it's not comparable, but just a little thing. So if you go on, if you have Instagram analytics on, like I have Instagram analytics on, if I post a thirst trap photo like this one with me with kind of with my shirt off, this was sent to uh, eleven people. Random people, I don't know who sent it, but someone forwarded it via DMs, like what I do with girl pictures to my cousin. So other ones, like uh, the one, uh, the most that I got, I remember was like a hundred, no, maybe not a hundred, maybe like 80 people forwarded my picture to someone else. Probably, I don't know what they forwarded. They could have said, Oh, look at this guy. He has great food photos, but I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. So yeah, I mean, there's that. So I'm not really sure what 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 all these forwarded posts are what they're sending it but I'm I'm not to be makapal ng muka but I'm guessing it was something along the same lines of what I do. <laughs> so yeah, let me know guys. Let me know what y'all think. All right? Um what else did I want to tell? Is there anything else I want to talk about? How long has this podcast been going? 30 minutes. Oh shit, nice. Finally, I had a lot of stuff to say, man. Uh, I'm playing more Call of Duty Warzone. I just got uh, two victories recently. Really nice, really nice. Uh, actually, my cousin just messaged me. Am I going to play? I'm going to say hopping on. <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a day. Enjoy the, the rest of your weekend. Please check out uh, Hala Hala Show Mix 73 if you haven't checked out the rest of this podcast. It's basically me just shooting the shit asking if I... Uh, if I'm in trouble for a lot of stuff, <laughs> I'm about to watch some uh, anime actually in a bit after I st- uh, stop playing. Uh, there's some cool anime on Netflix. I'm going to start Black Clover, which actually is coming, I think, soon on Netflix. So I'm going to just wait for that instead of finding alternative means to watch it. But yeah, follow the Instagram if you have any questions. Did anyone message me on Instagram, by the way? Hold on. I know that. More people message Halalo, but there are a couple people who message, I think. Kevin. Kevin says, 
Oh yeah, Kevin was talking about the uh how he enjoyed me talking about coffee tables. <laughs> and he says I'm glad you're becoming educated with LGBT issues and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Uh yeah, message me on Instagram here. Yeah, Tevez of the Best or you can find my personal Instagram. Uh don't message me there though because I probably won't read it TBH uh cuz it's just flooded with random people. So Message the podcast Instagram. I'll try my best to get back to you. Let me know if you want me to talk about anything. And listen to how loud I show. Later, bitches. Later. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.